Father, this is what we're saying today. God, make us bold to speak. Set our city free. God, would you do far more than we can think or imagine? But we just invite you to do it through us. This time is yours now. As we open up your word, we pray that you would speak to us. Thank you for our time together. Thank you for uh, the internet. Thank you for cameras. Thank you for all of these things that we have in order to communicate your truth. And Lord, I pray now as your word is proclaimed, God, that it would speak to many, many hearts. Uh, lead us now in this day. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks so much for joining us today. I'm glad that you guys uh, have been a part of our journey through Acts 2. And we're going to continue today. And I want to uh, share with you guys, through the next several weeks, through this summer, uh, we're going to be walking through the book of Acts together. We want to understand what was God doing in the early church? What were they giving their lives to? Because if you remember, uh, we're still writing the book of Acts, by the way. Time is not over. This world is not done. Thus, the Spirit of God is still here, alive, and moving through His church today. You and I are that church, and He is still writing His book with you and I. How can we be a part of this? What does that life look like? That's what we want to look at together. And I believe as we step in and begin to make ourselves available for God to move in and through us, I believe that we'll still see many of the things that the book of Acts talks about. Uh, I believe that we were meant to see those today. If you've got your Bibles, we're going to be walking through Acts 2 a little bit. And if you didn't know this, like Jen talked about, today is the day of Pentecost. What does Pentecost actually mean? Have you ever thought about what that means? If you didn't know this, uh, the day of Pentecost actually coincides with Jewish festivals. You see in the book of Leviticus and some of the other uh, verses in the Old Testament, God lays out a plan for his people to celebrate certain things that he wants them to remember. On this specific holiday, which is called the Festival of Weeks, this day God set aside for his people to remember that this was harvest season. And in harvest season, take the very first portion of your harvest, bring it back to him, offer it to him as their first fruits offering. This happened 50 days after Easter. It's on their Jewish calendar. And this Sunday is actually when the Jews are celebrating the Festival of Weeks, Pentecost. And so on this holiday, we celebrate the Spirit of God descending at harvest time. What does that mean? I believe inside of this truth, we can get a bigger picture of who God is and His plan for you and I. Number one, here's, here's one thing to remember about, about uh, Pentecost. Number one, Pentecost was a pilgrim festival. That literally meant that during this season, God had told his people to come back to the center, come back to Jerusalem and, and, and throw a party. Offer your first grain offering to me, but come together in one place to celebrate. God knew exactly where everyone, everyone would be. Have you ever maybe thought or felt like uh, God didn't know where you were? Maybe you didn't feel like the place you were had any meaning or purpose. Maybe you didn't quite see it. In this passage, uh, maybe those people didn't quite understand the full picture of why they were showing up that day. But God had a really, really big plan. In the same way that God had a big plan for His people showing up that day, more than they thought or imagined, I believe that truth is still true for us today. 
God has a bigger plan than maybe you can even see right now for where you sit, but he has a plan, and his plan is something very, very good. The second thing that we see about this festival is the Pentecost was actually a holiday. It was meant to be a holiday. Leviticus 23, 21 talks about this. It says, you shall not do any ordinary work. That means no work was to be done. Stop, uh, close the doors of the shop, close down the schools. Let's throw a party. Remember what God has done. So what can we learn from this? Acts 2 verse 4 said this, They were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them utterance. Here's what happens after the Spirit does the work. That means rest from your work. The Spirit comes down and causes them to do some kind of work, but it's His work as He gave utterance, as He gave them the gift so they spoke. Then in verse 7, here's the response of the people from what happens when the Spirit does work. Verse 7, they were amazed and astonished, saying, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? The significance of this is, is really unique. But you've got to understand that the Galileans, these were mountain people. Uh, no offense to mountain people, us East Tennessee folk. But the mountain people of Galilee were not traditionally super educated. So the people of Galilee who were speaking uh, art articulating language all across the board of all these different nationalities and everybody's hearing these uneducated people speak in their language. They said, this is strange, but this is something to be noted. I'm both astonished and confused. Uneducated people talking educated. What's going down? You see, here's the significance that Pentecost was a holiday. You see, it wasn't on the Galileans that day to have the power to speak, to gather a crowd. It was on the power of God to actually do the work. This is why it was a holiday. God was pointing to something that would take place. It wasn't on their efforts. It was on His. And anybody who would receive Him, God would do astonishing things through their life. The Holy Spirit's a lot like this. It's a lot like the Aswan High Dam in Egypt. You see, in 1953... Uh, they decided to dam up the Nile River. As they started this process, a small trickle from the Nile continued, and it fed uh, a lot of towns and a lot of people and kept things alive. But years later, 1971, the dam gets finished. Upon its completion, here's what happened. Twelve turbines kicked on like this. In an instant, all of a sudden, the entire country of Egypt had electricity. This is a lot like the Holy Spirit when he comes down. You see, in an instant, their efforts were filled with power, something they could never have accomplished on their own. The very presence and power of God coming upon a very natural person to do supernatural things. You see, this is what happened on the day of Pentecost. Power entered the scene. Electricity flowed and all of a sudden, small efforts of men to proclaim God's excellencies turned into astonishment and wonder. Think about this. On the day of a holiday, have you ever thought, most people think about Pentecost, we think about Peter stepping up and giving an incredible sermon and 3,000 people getting saved. 
But who would have been there that day had not the Galileans begun to speak out the praises of God? Begun to open their mouth and praise God? People came out in wonder and astonishment because these uneducated people decided to speak up. Because they spoke up in wonder, Peter steps up to proclaim the truth. But all of these things work together to do something that only God could do. You see, unless the Galileans had spoke up, Peter wouldn't have had a crowd to speak to. And I just see in all of this that God has a plan from the very beginning, and it's far more than than we could have even planned or imagined. It's so big. It's so wonderful. God is bigger sometimes than we want to make Him. I think about that this is why all through the New Testament you don't see much about uh, the apostles or Paul um, telling us much, hey, here's what you need to do with your life. Here's how it works. Here's the strategy to see God move. You don't see a lot of that. In fact, you see a little bit of the opposite because the, the attention is not as much on where you are. It's on the power of God to come upon you where you are. First Thessalonians, uh, Paul tells the Thessalonian church um, to work with your hands, to lead a quiet life, operate normal life among a people that they might see and experience the presence of God. Paul tells the church of Corinth in 1 Corinthians 7.17, he says this, Each person should live as a believer in whatever situation that the Lord has assigned to them, just as God has called them. Did you hear that? In whatever situation that the Lord has assigned to them. So wherever you are, did you know that God has assigned to you the seat that you sit in? Have you ever thought about that? A lot of my life, I, I lived in this wonder or fear that I was missing out on where God really wanted me. And I never rested in the fact that maybe, just maybe, God has assigned the very seat that I'm sitting in right now. And God had a plan for me right now. You see, all through history, God knew exactly what he was going to do on the day of Pentecost. He had ordained it from the foundation of time. That day was no accident when the multitude had gathered for this great festival. God knew what he was doing. God had a plan in this season. God had a plan for each person being there. God had a plan when his power showed up. But you see, when, when our uh, recognition moves from my circumstance and my situation to the very power and presence of God, it will transform the situation that I sit in. God has a design for whatever situation that you, you are in today. I believe we can cling to the words of Paul to the Corinthian church. That is, hey, guess what? Power is available for you today. But it's not just meant to be for an experience for you. It's actually meant to be experienced by those around you. You can rest in the fact that his presence is with you. Now embrace the very power of God that's available. And he desires that it would be shared. Now open your mouth and share. Expect that God is going to show up in that place. Tell the mighty deeds of God right where you are. Don't look for the next circumstance or different situation to move your life that maybe God wants you to go this way or that way. Maybe God wants you right where you are right now. God has a plan and he's thought about it and it's no accident that you're sitting where you're sitting today. God's got a plan for you, my friend. 
And we see that all through this book, he isn't as much about changing circumstances or situations, but he is about bringing power into your circumstance or situation. Listen, if you thirst to know, if you're sitting there today and you're saying, Jay, I I appreciate what you're saying, but none of this really makes sense. I don't really understand the purpose for my life and situation today. I I wanna just encourage you right where you are uh, this book, the Bible, points us to, the, to the, the person, the reason for my situation, the reason for this whole life that brings meaning to everything. And his name is Jesus. Jesus said something very unique in John chapter 7. And he says, hey, listen, if anybody is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. You see, in this passage, Jesus uh, was making something very clear. If you're thirsty today, I'm the thing that you're really thirsty for. I'm the thing that's going to give you life and bring meaning to everything uh, that you're a part of. I'm the thing that actually is going to bring life into the situation that you sit. So if you will rest in me, believe in me, trust in me for what the scriptures point us to trust in him for, then out of my mouth and out of my being will flow life. And if life flows from you, if the very power and presence of God flows from you today, then everything around you will will have this response. Confusion, perplexity, amazement, and you just might get the other. There's another group of people there that day that said, I don't know about this, but these people are drunk. They're crazy. You see, all of these these responses to the very spirit and power of God are evident. There's both amazement and confusion, but there's another group of people who won't won't receive it. They won't hear it. And so if if you're not ready for this kind of life, to really go all in for God's kind of purpose in your life, you can expect that this is what's going to happen. Uh, if maybe you thought that God was just going to give you a certain kind of life and he was going to change your circumstance and situation, it was going to make it easier for your life, that's really not what this book points us to. But what it does point us to is that in the situation of your life, God is going to give purpose and meaning for you. If you long for purpose and meaning today, it's found in the person of Jesus. If you're interested in that today, would you, would you shoot a comment to us? Would you let us know that you're interested and you'd like a conversation I'd love to give you a call or one of our leaders would love to reach out to you and just help you discover. You can ask any question that you want. Nothing is off limits and we invite you into that conversation. And today, listen, if you are uh, walking this journey alone, you're not meant to be. So would you walk with others? Also, would you go to concordwesthills.org and would you connect with us? But we would love to walk with you in this season. In fact, we believe that the church needs you and you need the church. And so in this day, I believe that God wants to pour his spirit out in a very unique and special way. But God calls us to walk in this season together. That's what we're going to talk about next week, actually. What does it look like to stay in step with the spirit of God? What does it look like for this kind of life to play out? We want to talk about that because it's through the early church. uh, We see it written down in the book of Acts for us. Let's continue the journey next week. And I look forward to continuing the conversation If this is you, you'd like to make a decision, reach out. We'd love to have a conversation with you. Thanks for joining us this week, my friends, and we'll see you next week. Much love.